Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host, the most, as always, Adel Marcy. And today, well, you guys are going to be in the presence of probably one of the weirder, more fun, ridiculous shows that I get to do with a friend of mine who I've we, we recently met uh, at the time of recording the show. And by the time the show releases, we've done quite a few things together uh, by that point. Now, this person in particular, his name is Martin Cook. He is one hell of an e-com genius, and we'll go into that a little bit later today. The guy's just a straight up happy-go-lucky, smiling person. He's like one of the nicest people I've met. Like I literally, again, very similar to Dr. Richard Schuster, who we had on last week. Um, very similar to Martin. Met him. House on fire. Literally just immediately got on. He came over to my place. We hung out. Uh, we were supposed to shoot the podcast then and then just <laughs> hung out and had way too much fun, ate way too much pizza. And uh, yeah, since then, we've just been friends. We've just been like helping each other out along the way. So it's with my good pleasure to bring my friend and bro, uh, Martin Cook on the show. Martin, welcome to the show. Hey, Adil, thanks for that wonderful uh, introduction. And thank you for the welcome. What you threw me on was when you said too much pizza. And I'm wondering, is there such thing as too much pizza? No. There really isn't. No, we had two pizzas, but we were quite full <laughs> we had a of lot pizza. Of pizza. A lot of pizza, yeah. yeah. It was, it was yummy, though. Yeah. Oh, man. But the thing is, I found out pizza. that my dough proofing didn't actually work out the way I wanted it on the next dough that I made. So, I, wow. that, but, but it came out thicker, but it still came out quite nice. But anyway, so the very first thing I want to talk about before we jump into anything else is who this show is sponsored by. So this today's episode is sponsored by the one and only newbrew.com. Go to noobru.com. Check it out. It's one of the, how do I put this? This is a truly unique nootropic. Like it puts practically everything else on the market to shame. And I can attest to this because I've been using Nubru. I've had three sachets so far. I feel way better because of it as is. So I'm starting to see results pretty quickly with it. Um, and it'll continue going down that way. And I say this as someone that has experimented with nootropics over the last mm, 10 years of my life looking at different ways of how my brain could be enhanced and what I can do. And I got to tell you on the marketplace, Martin, you've done a fucking great job, mate. This is like, it tastes great. The salbutamine doesn't even come up at all, which by the way is the most disgusting substance you have to drink it when you're foul. doing your stand. Yeah. It, it cuts through everything, everything. Mm -hmm. Somehow you've managed to take away that horrible taste, make sure the brain takes everything in. And we're going to get discuss this in a moment, but also sponsored by your book, the 1% secret.com it's one percent with a one numerical one percent secret.com and it's all about e-com but there are so many elements in there that work towards digital marketing regular offline businesses and everything else in between you can glean a lot of uh what's called i was going to say recipes but it's um knowledge and applicable knowledge from those books now with that being said my very first question is going to come out to you martin is why new brew because I've, I've always wanted like i've You've told me this, but I want everyone to know why you developed probably one of the most delicious and most impactful nootropic drinks on the market. I think that's a, a great and um, not short or quick question to answer. Uh, so if you'll indulge me. So rewind, like you, you, you presented me as, a, as an e-com guy and, um, and I appreciate that. I've definitely been around the selling of physical products online for a long time. In fact, over my, my years leveraging the internet 
to sell stuff. I've sold everything from dog collars to houses um, using using the internet, using predominantly social media ads and so on. Right. So definitely definitely know a thing or two about that. And um, my most recent brand that I built, scaled, and exited. So most recent brand in terms of exits was a brand called Ustatement.com, and that was launched in 2016. Predominant actually, it was launched in precisely. August 2016 and I know that and it's important that start date because fast forward 90 days it had done its first million dollars in revenue it was a very very fast growing company now uh, it, I'm not one of those guys that comes on and as, as a guru and goes and you know and it was we never looked back we definitely looked back we 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 you broke fell over everything we we broke everything uh, we broke our suppliers we broke our manufacturers and then finally we broke the US postal service uh, who were unable to uh, deliver the uh, I don't know how many it was something like 30,000 units uh, or 30,000 orders they were unable to deliver those on time promptly to the customers and most of them were ordering them from Christmas and that caused a lot of issues and so we refunded a lot of stuff but it was a fun experience with the scaling. Fast forward to 2018 that was when we actually sold you statement in line with the the birth of my son and also in line with me realizing that I don't give a shit about leggings which is what the company was about. We sold print-on-demand leggings we got fun we'd gone to massive efforts to get uh, really really high standard leggings we actually sort of custom built them we worked with factories to make a lululemon quality legging that was affordable and could also be a blank so it had the right uh, amount of various cotton and polyester and stuff in it so that it can be oh. printed upon and we did print on demand leggings with a with a printers named incredible up in manchester who truly are incredible and we forced them to outgrow their warehouse several times over with all of the stuff that we're yep. sending their way but the, the, the fact is, I never really came to terms with what good we're doing. What, like, why do people buy leggings? Why do people care about leggings? How are we helping people? What's the need for leggings? And so on. And that really ate at me for a long time. And so in line with the birth of my son, I had other companies. I thought, right, I'm going to wrap up this, this, this brand. I'm going to sell it on. I did. It's still online. You can, you can see what the new owners are doing with it. But at that point really was the the start of the clock between 2018 and 2020 which is the year that we're listening to this and it was the year in january that we launched new brew and in that two years i went back to the drawing board and that's when the new brew story began now i know you had a question so I, i'm gonna i'll pause if you want before we go into it was it wasn't so much it. a question it was more of an analogy of what that first 90 days was like it was essentially and uh, so many entrepreneurs do this and you know you know my story where it's like i had my first big success and i kind of looked back and helped everyone else and got myself broke back in the way that i did uh i kind of i kind of kind of put that in the way of uh, it's almost akin to riding a bicycle down a hill very very quickly and then looking back to see where everyone else is and then getting tripped up by the landmine that you didn't see coming ahead of you <laughs> yeah that's colorful, yeah, that's pretty much that, hence hence why you broke everything you broke everyone's <laughs> businesses it's like god damn it you, again incredible and not a lot of people know this i do want to highlight this because this is really powerful incredible outgrew their warehouse in how many days working with you guys like in the first time they outgrew it Oh, I don't know how quickly in terms of the days, like they struggled through with, with the space that they had, but we, by sort of six months in, they were ordering new printers, which by the way, the printers they use are known as Cornets. They it begins with a K, you can look them up. They start 
about £90,000 uh, to buy these. It's not like a printer that you have at the end of your, your desk at home. So they were pretty serious about their, their equipment and their need for this just in terms of volume and output and so on. But I think they've now just gone to a 24,000 square foot warehouse and they've got like eight of these machines. Um, that was their first one. We, we helped them buy their first one with what we were giving them. So, um, so that, that was really good fun. Incredible, exactly. But when in that back to the drawing board thing, now I love e-commerce. I think I think e-commerce is an amazing space to be in, or DNVB if you're more technical, digital, digital native vertical brands or vertical native. Brand. I don't know which way around the N and the V is. It doesn't really matter. You can look it up. But selling things online, leveraging leveraging the inter uh, the internet, bootstrapping, doing it doing it. Well, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun for someone like me that, that enjoys uh, spinning lots of plates and, and the, the stress and the high stakes, I guess. But it's less fun when you're selling something that you don't really care about or don't really get. And it's way more fun when you're selling something that you're passionate about. But more importantly, and this is what we teach with Smarter Destiny, that you're doing some kind of good in the world with your success okay and we call it being an enlightened entrepreneur and one of the components of being an enlightened entrepreneur is that yes you have a responsibility to be successful right you you have, really do have a responsibility to be successful and to, ma- and to make a ton of money and spend some of that money on toys for yourself absolutely but at the same time you have a responsibility to weave into your business like really really foundationally weave into your business some kind of comp- component that as you grow and as you're more successful it creates some kind of net positive benefit to the world and so there's a lot of things that went into nootropics and 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 creating nootropics um i've been a biohacker for for as long as i can remember and i love being like a human guinea pig and figuring out ways to be more efficient and get more output for the same input and so on so i've definitely been dabbling with nootropics i definitely didn't like that when you create a stack of nootropics traditionally you end up having like a fist full of different capsules that you have to like clog down like some kind of pelican that kind of it's it's very difficult and it's a lot of sorting out so i didn't like that um i didn't like that traditional capsules the absorption rate is only about 40 to 50 percent on average so that means that half of what you're taking if it's in capsule form because of where it gets digested lower down in your body and so on um compared to liquid you lose half of it it's just expensive urine i didn't like that and every business that i create is some kind of innovation so even the leggings company we were doing print on demand leggings we were doing like your your favorite t-shirts with your favorite slogans and stuff we were doing that on leggings right i didn't know of anybody else doing that certainly not well and so we we like to innovate and 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 mix things up and so the nootropics space i just felt was a great space to go into i believe in nootropics i use nootropics nootropics are amazing but taking them as capsules is inefficient and not a pleasurable experience. And so we said, right, let's, let's do nootropics, but do it in a delicious drink form. Let's mix it up. Let's create amazing flavors. And so the first one we created is strawberry lemonade. Tastes delicious. Oh, so but, good. but then the final, the final thing, well, not the final thing, because I had like whiteboards across the office, like just, just wall to floor to ceiling across several walls in the office of scribblings about nootropics and about Nubrew. The final most important component was how can we make this a net world positive company? So 
Um, a great example of, a, of the anti-net world positive company would be a cigarette company, right? The more successful yeah. they are, the more people ultimately die of lung cancer. Woohoo, right? That's, that's not what we want to be doing. We want to be doing something where the more successful we are with our brand, the happier, the better, the healthier the world is. And so we already knew that our nootropics would help those that can afford it. So our customers that can afford our products, we know that whatever it is that they're applying their brain to, whether it's sports um, and, and competition, or whether it's in the workplace, or whether it's studying exams, or whether it's combating age-related mental decline, those are our four big segments. Uh, we know that we're going to help them, okay? Because whatever they're trying to achieve, they're more likely to achieve it. They're more likely to achieve it better if their brain's functioning well. But those that can't afford our products, we're not helping those, right? And we also became aware of a two billion person problem in the world. And uh, this problem is malnourishment, okay? So there's two billion people in the world that <laughs> they're certainly not looking at buying nootropics. Their struggle is actually getting quality food that, that has the, the basic nutrients that they need so that they don't die from something like diarrhea, right? Something as fundamental as diarrhea that we might take a pill for. And, and so I, I did a lot of, lot of research and we, we came across this, this charity that ranked really well in terms of its efficiency, the actual world impact that they have and so on, called Project Healthy Children, run by my friend Felix. So I reached out to Felix and I got him on my own podcast and, and, and really got to, got to know him. And, and I said, this guy's legit. He's running a great charity. I want to get behind this. And so now, fast forward a little bit. Every single purchase, every single sale that we make with Nubrew, every single customer who buys our products, who we're going to help them, obviously, with our products, we fortify the food of a ch at least one child for at least a year. Okay, we provide basically something like 900 uh, fortified meals, right? And the fortif wow. fortification process is, is the process of adding in the essential nutrients that we take for granted in the West because our flour just has them by default, is adding that into the flower of the people that, that, that we're helping with through this charity. And so our mission, and this is the thing that jizzy jazzles us up every single day as a company internally and externally is that we are going to fortify 1 billion meals by 2025. And uh, that. that's what's, that's what gets us up in the morning. That's what gets yeah. us working hard. And that's actually an incredible thing as well. Cause like one of the things I do realize, and it's a discussion you and I had, it's this, uh, turning back point where it's like, yes, you can have all the money in the world. Yes, you can do all these amazing things, but it really comes down to, if I remember correctly, it really comes down to the idea of what legacy did you leave behind? Yeah. Who did you, what do you want on your gravestone? You yeah. Who did you help when you had the wealth to do so? Because at the end so of the day, we just look, baked it in from the beginning. It's, I mean, you're saying like when we had the wealth to do so, we baked it in day one of a startup company, right? We didn't have the profits to yeah. invest. We do it as we do it as a percentage of our revenue, right? And and you know, which is obviously a much higher percentage when it comes down to profit. But that's how we did it. We just wanted it baked in from the beginning, so that we just it's always a part of our costs, not oh, it comes in at some time in the future because that time in the future, oh, you know, when should we start the charity? When should we say it, it never it, will. It never will. Exactly. Yeah. You'll be like, you're, Oh, you're, maybe you're, next you're, month, maybe next year. What I mean to say is more like people have already started their companies and they're looking at something new like that. That's there, And it's something that even you and I, when we discussed it about like some of the ideas that I have about e-com, your first words were to me, like, make sure you bake it in from the very beginning. Otherwise it's never going to get done. And it's true. That is something mm -hmm. that we do. Like right now we're looking at like when, I get around to doing my e-com thing. 
uh, which will be around January 2021. Um, yeah, guys, expect like there'll be a, a very decent percentage of my like profits. Like I think it's like 10 or 20% of my profits will definitely go straight towards like helping out causes that work like this. Why? Because you get to give back. And so I'd love honestly, to, it's I'd, really love, fun. I'd love to talk about that because like the give back and stuff, I know there's people listening because um, as smarter destiny, our community, we're, we're educating our enlightened entrepreneurs, right? We're building an army of enlightened entrepreneurs because we know that if we can um, convince help enlighten say a thousand entrepreneurs it's not just us putting out good into the world there's a thousand other great um enlightened entrepreneurs putting out good into the world but one of the pushbacks that we sometimes get is why like yeah that's that's nice and yeah that i i guess it's nice helping people but eh, what's in it for me it's kind of it's kind of the question that people might have in the back Always. of their brain right like starving children's great but yeah i get hungry once in a while so what's in it for you if all the rest of the stuff isn't enough is that first off actually it helps your conversion rate okay so that's the very right off the bat it actually helps your conversion rate if you're if you've got a, a you're supporting a charity okay particularly along amongst the younger generation millennials the the, the cliche is a millennial will buy a t-shirt and they'll go okay so you i'm buying the t-shirt what else what are you doing and what they mean by that is like well are you planting a tree or something they really want to see that, that there's some kind of cause and stuff um uh, being being protected so that's the first thing the second thing and this is more of a piece of advice around the selection of the charity there's charities out there and they're sort of wishy sometimes it's wishy-washy like you'll see it you'll see a company and they go oh a percentage of our profits go to the cause blah you're like what does that even mean? Like what a percentage of your profit, like, what percent and, and what good does that do? So the next thing is around the selection of the charity and, and, and positioning it so that it really, that your customer really gets it. And also your internal team gets it. Find yourself a charity. And I recommend sites like givewell.org because these are like sites that rank charities according to how good they are and how much of the money that you donate actually goes to the cause and how important the cause is in the world and so on. But get back to a point where you can be tangible about this much money going to, to the charity has this metric effect. So what I mean is I talked about how we uh, fortify the meals of one child for one year okay which is about 900 meals that's that's easy to get you can visualize that i could draw you a graphic which has 900 bowls of food you you get what i'm talking about other charities that that, that also ex uh, exemplify this might be we plant a tree or we remove 50 bottles from the ocean plastic bottles from the ocean when there's that quantified element a good buddy of mine justin he runs iheartdogs.com they feed shelter dogs okay and so with every purchase they the, the purchase goes towards a charity that provides food for shelter dogs but it's it's quantifiable right and and that's so so important when, when you're selecting the charity. So you'll see that conversion uplift. You'll see that your customers get it and love it, but also you'll find that your team is, is way more engaged, engaged because we talk externally and internally about meals fortified, right? We talk about, or, or children fed, okay? But we're talking about that in terms of, rather than profit and revenue. And so internally, if we're saying, hey, we, we fortified a thousand children's meals for a year today, cool. That, you know, our team gets excited about the good that's been put out. If we said, hey, we made 20 grand today in terms of money, they're like, eh, we didn't, you did. 
would be their response right internally so you get this uplift in conversion you get this uplift in in culture everyone. and engagement and yeah and it you brings know, everyone motivation. together yeah absolutely by the way, just just to jump back onto your point with point number two about community and this is something that i tell people to read uh, all the time in the big red book that you should be able to see when i move this out of the way the red book over it's a bit blurry there it's blurry as shit it's known as the laws of human nature it's one of my favorite books by one of my favorite authors robert green and one of the things that he distinctively puts out in there is what how we have four cycles of humanity almost every time it's like a constant cycle coming in and you've had the old adage which is like uh, hard times sorry hard times make hard people hard people make uh times better and ti better times make soft people and then soft people make hard times. Like it's that continual cycle of like, you go yeah. from hard to soft, soft to hard. Like that's what it is. Um, what Robert Greene talks about is in these four areas is how you have uh, like our generation, like millennials and the generation after us, which is born after millennials. I think it's Gen Z. Um, they crave community more than say the latchkey kids. So you got boomers who uh, they crave order and independence um, but they want it through order because obviously they went through chaos, Great Depression, all the other stuff. They went through wars, whatever. Then you have the kids that came, like the group in the 70s and the 80s, the latchkey kids um, or Gen X. Yeah, Gen X. Um, they were all latchkey kids. So for them, their biggest thing is individualism, standing out. That's why Judd Nelson from uh, The Breakfast Club is so iconic as like, like a lot of those movies. You look at what was going on in those times. A lot of those movies have like the badass rebel kid that is doing their own thing. And they always seem to be like quite popular, even if they're a side character. You still have that to this day because it's sort of true trope. Um, but then you have like the next generation, which I remember for, for millennials, it's a case of we don't crave community, we crave collaboration. And the generation after Gen Z, they, they want community and collaboration. So they're craving that whole like, you know what? You're going to go do something amazing with the world. Well, now we're going to join you. That's actually the reason why uh, your conversion rates go up as well. So you have a legitimate psychological reason to why this helps rather than Again. just ones like, oh, we tested this. It's like, no, it's in our psyche of our humanity of how we, how we interact. Um, but yeah, kind of like going right off of that though, one of the things I did want to quickly ask you as well, especially when it comes down to like business and ideas, how is it that you find the ideation and how do you test the solution right away? Because you have a very interesting process of figuring out, figuring out whether or not something's going to sell or not. Yeah, for sure. So, so certainly you need to know that that people want it. And there's a lot of stuff online about kind of testing out stuff you know and it's written by people i'm not convinced have necessarily tested all that much stuff but i think the way uh, my preferred way for testing out whether whether a, a concept will work or not is actually just putting a little bit of ad spend behind it so what what you could do and we didn't do this with Nubru. we kind of i just needed it to really work so we just kind of went with it and and i was like well i'm convinced i'll buy it everyone i've spoken to loves the idea everyone that's tried it loves the idea let's let's just get behind this but mm -hmm. other products i've absolutely done this so what you want to do you've got a you've got a a product idea or you've got headline ideas okay so i can make this about copywriting as well and what you do is you set up a bunch of different ads okay and the if it's a if it was on google search then it's just text great 
if it's on some kind of platform, say Facebook ads, you need to have an image. Keep the image consistent throughout, okay? Everything else is a control. So it's, it's the same image on all of it. Just change the, the, the headline, right? The headline under the image, okay? The title or, or whatever it's called. The, the bit where the writing is biggest, the font size is largest is the bit I'm referring to. And just mix up that. So if we're talking headlines, you can do the exact same ad, say 10 different times, run it, spend say five to $10, five to 10 pounds. I, we're, we're both in the UK filming this. I'm going to talk pounds. Um, yes, well, but it's because I, I think we're so used to talking to international <laughs> audience, like are. dollars. Yes. Yes. Dollars. So anyway, you spend, spend five potatoes on each single ad. Uh, so it's had the same, same number and then just re review the click-through rate. It doesn't really matter where this ad points to by the way, oh. if you're testing a headline, because it's just the click-through rate. If, you, if you're getting more clicks on your ad, there's a good chance that that's a better headline than the one you're getting less clicks. If it's a product, then what you want to do is you just want to get, say, a Shopify store or, or a really basic sort of template, um, mock up a quick sales page for the product, right? Um, as if you're going to sell it, drive real traffic to a real order form, trying to sell that product. And if you get orders, that's kind of proving the concept that that order, that that product, the thing that you're selling is something that people will buy. And then if you haven't got the product on hand to actually fulfill to those customers, just refund them. Just say, sorry, we, we, are, we currently run out of stock. Uh, would you like us to let you know when we are in stock? And you can just refund that order. And then that way you have at least proved concept. So I think that's what you're talking about. But in terms of yep. a step before that, Adil, some, some Brucey bonus points. Huh. Okay, so to get to the point where, okay, well, I have a product that I think is going to work and, it, and I've done my due diligence and I think it's going to work. Now I'm going to set up my, my uh, testing sales page and so on. Before that point, I like to run stuff through rules of engagement. Now I've got a rules of engagement document. It's been a while, well, it was two years ago, really, when I last consulted it for Newbrew. But I can tell you some of the things that are on my rules of engagement. I, run, I quickly run through. Sure. <laughs> Bullet point one. Do I give a shit about this? Okay. Now it's definitely, I've sold dog collars in the past. I've sold a whole bunch of stuff that I don't really care about in the past. I've done my time, but now it has to be like, do, do I care about it? Because I know that every business has really low lows as well as those highs. And it needs to be something that you can get out of the out of bed in the morning. You can get motivated and you can get excited about even on a bad day. Now with new brew, it actually cross-sected a few different passions that I had, which is why I really gave a shit about it. I love nootropics, but I love that nootropics is relevant to all kinds of different people, basically anybody which has a brain. And I know that one subtype will be sportsman and one sub-subtype will be cricket. And I love cricket and I can see very real directions into hanging out with really cool cricketers that, that I watch on TV who love Newbrew and perform better as a result of Newbrew, right? So there's a little itch scratch there. Yep. So one is, do you care about it? Another one is obviously the charity element. I would argue that you can probably bake into a, ch a charity element into anything. Ideally, the charity element should sort of tap into your customer's desires. Like I, I talked about Justin, well, he sells dog products and his charity is feeding shelter dogs. Okay, so it really does tap into the, 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 the desires of the customers. Okay. Which is um, what yeah, which is yeah, what you, you wanted. It, it would suck if he supported, say, a, cha a cat charity while selling dog dog products to dog lovers. Maybe you know there would yeah, be less be a little of a bit of a crossover. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, now the next one for me is I like consumable brands. I like, I like creating products that can bake into existing routines, existing habits that give pleasure when you and, uh, and are pleasurable to consume, which is why we didn't do pills because no one enjoys taking pills. And if someone sees mm-hmm. you taking pills, they won't think that you're helping yourself. They'll think that you're sick and so on and so on and so on. Whereas, you know, delicious strawberry lemonade drink you can take anywhere, you can throw the sachet into your pocket and so on, it ticks the box and it's a consumable. If, if someone has a pleasurable experience on it and most, most of our customers so far fortunately have, they'll come including back and me. buy more, which is including you, which is why after something like seven months trading, we've already got a 20% returning customer rate, which is pretty good, right? By the way, especially as a lot of those customers ordered a six month supply and won't have run out yet. So, so that's really cool. And we see a lot of people ordering like a one month supply and then coming back and ordering a three month supply or a six month supply. So they're really, really voting with their money, which is, which is great. So that's another one on there. Yeah. So um, I, I, you guys can't see this, <laughs> but I'm waving at him and pointing at me with that because this is how he hooked me in, by the way, guys, he got me in the, the little, uh, the powder pushing himself gave me, mm. yeah, you gave me a sample. You knew it got me hooked. And now I'm like, God damn it. Nika, gotta have my new brew. Where's Which... my new brew? Give me my new brew. Yeah, uh, well, I, t- I take it every day. My wife actually takes it every day. I, I keep having to st- uh, stock up the little stash that we hold in our kitchen. She fills up a water bottle with it when she goes out on bike rides or goes to the gym and stuff. And she loves the taste and takes it in the afternoon when she's lagging and things. So, um, yeah, it's definitely definitely pleasurable have... to consume. I might have to go grab one after this show just so I can wake myself back up. Because, like, uh, I think this is, like, just to give you guys an idea, because I record most of my shows on a single day, try and get through all of them. So, um, because it's just easier for time efficiency, but also because you're pre-recorded. Yeah, I've done, like, four four back-to-back episodes where I've not really, like, stood and walked walked away. So, like, you guys can't see this. I do want to let Martin know, I'm not yawning because I find you boring in the slightest, and I think you should know that by now. (laughs) I've seen you yawn. You yawned yeah, without you, your mouth opening. Exactly. <laughs> like just stifle, stifle it yeah. in. But it's because I'm really interested in what you're saying. It's absolutely brilliant. Now, kind of going back to something that I did want to touch upon that you said, it's always point two. Like this is the second time we've had a point two that I'm kind of like, yeah, second point again. <laughs> um, when you're split testing like an offer, and if it's a digital product, because we do have some people in here that have digital products, uh, one That's of the things you can do, yeah, so much easier. Once someone buys... Just be straight up about it in the sales letter. Guys, I have not launched this yet. This thing will come out in future. We're just proving a concept. If you if this is something you Reset. want access yeah. to, yeah, get it now at this lower end price that we're probably going to like double the price of when it goes live. We just need to know if you guys want it. Ta-da, now you've got sales coming in. You don't have to refund anything because what you do is you have a customer list of people who have already bought, paid a certain price for, for you to develop the program. You deliver the program. And then you run. Now, granted, I have been guilty in the past before where I've not delivered on a program because my brain got like way too kerfuffled. So what I did instead as a makeup is I mailed everyone on my mailing list and said, hey, guys, I know I suck right now because of this. But while I'm trying to build this thing out, uh, how about you email me and get on phone calls with me so you can actually have me work on your business for you at 30 minutes at a time and we can do something around that. I had everyone reply back going, that's incredible because most people tell you, Product's not done yet, whatever, leave it. You're like, no, 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 no. Product's not done yet. Talk to me. You have a problem, let me solve problem. But it's a lot. So as long as, as it comes back to what you said earlier, it's about being integral in what you do. If you have integrity in what you do, people will just follow you and they'll build up with you forever. It's, it's just the good thing about business. 
now also provides I, accountability i would add on that if like you've got a bunch of people waiting for the product <laughs> you, you know us, us shiny object syndrome entrepreneurs that have always have massive amounts of stuff on their to-do list and so on you go oh yes. actually there's quite a few people waiting on me and depending on me here so i should get that stuff done so and also the best thing to remember is once it's sold it's now that's another income revenue stream that you're missing out on if you don't get it done because you got to get yeah. shit done how it works now talking about getting shit done nootropics i'm always curious about this and something i didn't really ask you when you're here you have a very well we spoke about this i want to go through it but you have a very specific morning routine which i want to get into but before we do that i want to know what it is that your productivity looks like so which way would you want to do this do you want to do like the morning routine first and then talk about the productivity stuff that you do in the day or go productivity stuff and then morning routine Let's do it in the order you asked. Well, let's hit, let's hit the day with the, with the morning as a logical starting point. And we can go into the yeah. pro- productivity. Sure. Cool. Thank you for that question. So basically, I look at the morning routine, right, for all of you rolling your eyes and sighing. I know, I know, you, know you're out there. Yeah. I look at the morning I routine. <laughs> I, know, I look at the morning routine as body armor. Now, hear me out because I, I recognize that some people, you know, they might be like, ah, I'm busy or whatever. So just, just, just hear me out because I've, I, this is something I said, I've been, I've been a human guinea pig and a biohacker for many, many years, like a decade. Okay. Which is a long time, particularly an entrepreneur, digital entrepreneur speak as a really long time. That makes me a grandfather almost. So here's the thing. When you wake up in the morning, you are at your most vulnerable. Okay. You've had a nice, nice sleep. You've got yourself into a stage where you're, you're relaxed and you're, because you have to be by the way, to, to, to get a good night's sleep, you're relaxed and, and, and kind of vulnerable, right? You've opened yourself up and, and so on. The worst thing you could do, because <laughs> I, you might be sharing the bed with someone, probably you like that person, probably you trust that person. There's probably not a lot of stuff that that person could do. Not a lot has come in on their, in their lives whilst you're asleep that they can say or do to you that will throw you off your day. But we've all had those days where very, very early on in the day, something happened and we're in a bad mood for the rest of the day. There's a cute little expression called get out of the wrong side of bed, right? We've all been there. Okay, and I would put to you that that's as a result of something coming in before you were ready to deal with that thing coming in. Okay, now, most commonly, it's something that comes in on your phone, right? We're all guilty of it. Sometimes we'll, we'll just roll over, bleary eyed, still barely awake, open our phone, look into the brightness of the screen, which is like looking directly at the sun and check something, a socials, email, something. And it doesn't matter how much good stuff has come in. There might be one bad thing and that thing will derail you. That will derail you for the day. Okay. So that's, that's an example, right? So my, the body armor is about getting all of that, those protective layers on before the day starts, before you are open or let the day start throwing shit at you, that's going to hurt you. Okay. And it happens all the time. And so my morning routine started off loosely based on the amazing book called Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. They've since done versions for entrepreneurs and, and realtors and, and all kinds of other professions. I'd read the original one. It's very short. It's very short and you can listen to it. And it has some suggestions for what you do on a perfect, perfect morning. So I can talk to you about my Modafinil Monday, if you like. Should I talk to you about my Modafinil Monday? I haven't done this I on, a, on a show it. publicly I'll, ever. Actually. I'll tell you what. We'll do Modafinil Monday uh, <clears throat> after we go through your productivity routine. So is, or is this the place that makes the most sense to put it in? 
So um, I haven't given any kind of insight into what my morning routine consists of or what a good morning routine might consist of. But uh, we can dangle that. I can do it now. It's your show. How would you like to, to do it? Yeah, but you're my guest. You're allowed to do as you. All right. You know what? We'll go with it. Let's talk about Modafinil Monday because there is some other stuff that you do in your morning routine, which I do want you to actually share because I've started doing this in my own morning routine. I'm starting to see results. Modafinil Monday doesn't differ all all that much, right? The only difference um, between uh, Modafinil Monday, which is like an advert for Modafinil. So uh, Modafinil, for those who are wondering, is like a very, very strong nootropic, but it's also a safe one, right? And it's it's something that is is difficult to get hold of and so on. And and there's, there's strong ones out there. Basically, if you are someone that is looking to get up early and begin to crush your day, uh, with, with something like that, I would suggest that a good way of doing it is setting your alarm very early, like 4.30 in the morning. As soon as the alarm goes off, taking whatever it is that you're going to take and then letting it wake you up and then you start your day. But after that point, my morning routine is the same every single day, right? It starts off, my phone is on airplane mode. So it really started off the night before where I wrote down uh, my, my to-do list for the next day so that my brain is beginning to work on that whilst I'm asleep and I've put my phone on airplane mode. I get out of bed in the morning, my phone is still on airplane mode. For me, I would then go downstairs into the kitchen and I would make myself a bulletproof coffee and whilst the kettle is boiling, I would meditate and uh, for a few minutes after the, um, the coffee is, um, it, after the water is boiled, I would still be meditating because the kettle's fairly quick. I then go into basically moving around, okay? And I would love to be doing a full workout, whatever, but for whatever reason, I'm not. What I found works for me is just doing some, some jumping jacks, some punching, some air punching, just generally trying to raise my heartbeat and shake up all of the water that's inside of me. Tony Robbins has a little mini trampoline that he goes to town on um, to do that. Yeah, It's not like then, you know someone with a mini trampoline either, just yeah, at all in the exactly. house for this specific reason. There you go. Um, so then the next, <laughs> the next step, we're making, we're making the bulletproof coffee. I make my bulletproof coffee. I also put some collagen protein um, in the mix into the bulletproof coffee. It, it has no taste, but, it, but it's good for you. So it's just a little hack there. And what I do is I fill up a massive, it's a Nutribullet glass. It's about a liter, I think, maybe a little bit more, uh, of, um, which has got ice water in it. It's got a sachet of new brew. It's got a pinch of salt and it's got half a lemon all screwed in, um, all in that. Okay. And that's my, um, what's it called when, uh, it's like minerals, the minerals from the salt. It's changing your pH with the lemon. And of course, all the benefits of new brew and the hydration from the total water. So it's a really good morning, morning elixir. Then I'll go upstairs. I still haven't taken my phone off airplane mode. I go upstairs to my home office and that's when I would get out my journal. And I wouldn't overthink it. I just write down stuff. I always put the time and the date at the top. And then I'm just writing. I'm like, hey, so this is kind of on my mind at the moment. This is what I'm going through. Da, 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 da. And, when I, and when I'm bored of writing, I stop writing. I don't try and force myself to complete a page or anything like that. And I would be doing that with my headphones on, listening to some kind of binaural beats, typically a focus playlist. And lately I've been going with uh, Spotify, but I actually prefer Brain.fm because it's got like a soundtrack to it. It's not just... Yeah tones and then finally we unlock and we get on with our day that sounds like amazing sorry i just jumped in there at the moment at the end well two things one uh i actually know the ceo of brain fm and please remind me to introduce you to because uh he's a great dude like matt's a great dude i absolutely fucking love him um the other thing i wanted to jump in and actually ask about was when you do your so 
So you got your toilet water, you do your stuff in the morning, and now I can't remember what the second thing was. There was something really important that you said that was like, I really want to like go back and touch upon this, but now I was can't it the exercise, this. meditation, the no. collagen protein, the bulletproof coffee? No, it was the water. That was it. So you said you oh, the water. water. So the water's got salt, lemon juice, new brew water. Is and it ice. regular tap water? Or is it just like a specific? No, no, no. Tap water is really bad, guys. Tap yeah, water is really, really is. bad. So um, it's very, very easy to get like a filter. Now we we have a fridge that has a filter attached to it. It filters the water through an activated charcoal filter. Uh, if you haven't oh, wow. got that, you can get like a little Brita filter kind of kettle thing that you pour water into and it, and it filters the water for you. Just tap water is not great. Now there's been studies done on it. Now in the UK, that tap water has traveled quite a long way through pipes of various ages, including lead pipes into your household. Now that pre before that, that water was, uh, you <laughs> treated at some kind of plant with various chemicals and so on because it's kind of you know we recycle water if you get my gist that water that goes mm -hmm. down your toilet gets recycled should we say right so it's come all that way it's carrying a bunch of stuff and now you can do this test you can put this you put your tap water fill up a saucepan of tap water and just boil it until all of the water's gone and loads of people have done this test around the world and what you've kind of left with is brown dust brown powder once all of that clear water is evaporated and you're like huh and that was in the water and so you don't really want that and you also don't want like microplastics and things so it's, it's quite an easy hack it, as far as hacks go it's quite easy just to just filter your water instead of just drinking it yep. straight out of the tap and if you can get it cold as well it tastes better in my opinion i think all liquids should either be really hot or really cold i don't really think any warm, any away. liquids should be lukewarm yeah we do that in the UK, don't we, with some beers and things. It's lukewarm. It's just weird. Anyway, really so that's, that's why the water that I consume is all filtered. And we actually have a filter on our kettle as well, so all the water before it's boiled. Because uh, we do fill that up from the tap, but it's filtered as it goes into the kettle and so on. So, yeah, yeah was, was that, does that answer your question? It does. I mean, I have a distiller, which I still need to start using again. Like, it's really annoying because I have a proper full-on distiller that separates all the fucking mineral, like, all the metals out of it. Like, yeah, I'll use it sometime. Just... Fucking use it more often, but that that's just the thing. Now, one of the questions that we were kind of like alluding to, so you got your medafinal Monday, you got your work routine. Now, the second part of my question is, how do you structure the rest of your day? So definitely, uh, so I use a booking, a booking tool called Calendly to make sure that stuff isn't in my de in days where or times of the day where I don't want it to be. So Calendly, everybody everybody that wants time with me books through the Calendly. It, 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 on the one the one plus for everybody is it eliminates that conversation where it's like, hey, should we have a call? Yeah, when are you free? Oh, I'm free on this day. Oh, I'm not free on that day. How about this day? Oh, I can't do that. That bullshit conversation never needs to happen if you've got some kind of calendar booking tool. So mm -hmm. uh, because people can only book in at a time that you're available. And everybody else in your in your household and so on can see when you're available and when you're not, which is great. And you can block out things like dinners and time for yourself and things. So that's that's yep. a good starting point, right? So my podcast typically, unless we're doing a bit of a push to get a, a bunch recorded, are, are typically only on certain days, and I'll open up you know later if it's with North America and so on. Um, in terms of the day, I've always got a to-do list on the go. My to-do list is normally split into departments, so the different different projects or so on I'm working on. And normally the frogs, the ones which are most important, and particularly the tasks which are most important that you really don't want to do, are bolded. And I try to do those first because every other task after you've eaten your frog, Brian Tracy, uh, is, is easier. So, so I definitely try and bold out the frogs. And then I'm just... 
cracking on. I, there's lots of things you can do. You can do like 90 minute timers and then take a 10 minute break. You can do things like that. For me, I just kind of crack on uh, from that point. I don't really have any, or haven't found I needed any kind of thing. The only thing I use is I use music that is either classical or dance, but in both cases has very little, uh, very limited words. I ideally no words because if there's words in the music, it pulls me out of what I'm doing because I'm listening to a, basically a conversation, right? If someone's singing at you, it's basically a conversation. I find it hard to block that out. I know you yeah. repeat music, um, which has the same effect, um, at all, but, uh, yeah, I have different playlists. And so I have playlists on Spotify, which will either ease me into the zone or calm me down a little bit or, or, or like, you know, hype me up a little bit but in all cases it doesn't have any any words so it's deep house music or sort of classical That's stuff or binaural stuff see i love stuff like that because it makes my life a lot easier and very similar to you i've we i think i told you as well if i'm listening to a song and i'm writing copy and i'm so into that copy and that song's playing in the background the moment i hear words i start typing the lyrics onto the copy mm -hmm. which is not good when you're listening to something like um what's this called biggie smalls like hypnotize and just start like writing the word like motherfucker in the middle of it you're like oh shit i didn't mean to type that in it's probably not appropriate for that puppy puppy uh video that you're commentating or writing the script for right tell me about it right what <laughs> <laughs> was the case <laughs> but yeah i mean so this, this is like really powerful so like at the end of the day when you actually go sit down and hang out because i do know you love to cook as much as i do um mm -hmm. you really enjoy it. it's a great way of like fulfilling up your as i like to call it the art creation the creativeness that is just yeah. for you mm. What else do you do when you're cooking, though? Like, what is it? What other things do you do that really like fill up? Not just cooking, like, what else do you do that fills up that happy, creative self? Because there's cricket, there's cooking. What else is there? So I love getting out, uh, walking with my dog. Uh, so that's that's definitely something. There's plenty of things. Like I, I always I always teach people that if if there's a task that you're doing regularly that you can pay someone less than your hourly rate to do that same task and you don't enjoy doing that task, you should pay someone to do that task, right? Whatever it is. And for some people that might be cooking and that's why people buy like these, these done for you cook boxes and recipe things and stuff. Dog walking is something that I enjoy doing and also enjoy the exercise. And sometimes I'll, ha I'll have like a meeting on the go whilst I'm, I'm out. I, try, I do actually try and have my calls at a time when I'm walking the dog if I possibly can. Um, but things like cleaning, we have a cleaner because we pay the cleaner less per hour than what I would earn per hour. So it's, you're making a profit, right? On, on that time, okay? You're making more money during that time than you would have done if you were cleaning and what you've paid out. So to answer your question, the sport is, has been it for me. And this, this has been a tough year for sport, for sure. Right? Yep. Playing sport, particularly indoor sport, Europe. Uh, it has been a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think having great conversations with interesting people, which is what I do all the time on, on our podcast uh, is, is really, really important for me. And it, it, you know, lights me up getting out there and walking, uh, expressing yourself through food, playing with my son, like things like that uh, are the things that I'm finding most enjoyable at the moment. I like touching upon this because I know we're coming to uh, close to the end of our show right now. And again, by the way, guys, I can talk to Martin for literally hours on end. We have. We've done it. We've proved that. Yeah, we, we've, yeah. we've proven this. Like our very first show together, I did his show. 
uh, we finished and I think we kept going to beyond almost like we're like, uh, we both have to get going because we missed a couple of meetings at this point. Yeah, I rescheduled <laughs> two appointments whilst we were talking. Sorry, I'm not going to make it. One was with my personal trainer. Um, so it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't and like we helped an, him out. We thing. helped him out with a leather bracelet. So he was exactly. happy with that. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, though, however, you guys should definitely go check out the Smarter Destiny podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and a few other locations by the time the show comes out. You'll be able to find it on the website as well, smartestdestiny.com. But most importantly, what I'm going to say to you guys, you, there is a fuck load of resources in there with terms of how deep the people on the show are. Because like everyone that's almost come on has, has had to, by definition being on the show, leave a part of greatness on that show. They just have to. Martin makes you do it. Um, you know, you have to sign a contract, otherwise you owe him your firstborn. Uh, or, you know, your cat or your pets. He, he's very, very methodical about this kind of thing. I'm kidding, by the way. He's not like that, but he does get you to just bring out the absolute best in you. He, he just does it naturally, so... We've had some amazing definitely. people on that show. Yeah, some, some, some phenomenal people. I, I guarantee you'll flick through the guest list. If, 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 you're, if you're in the... Particularly if you're in the digital space or in the marketing space, you'll see some of the names on there. Uh, the Roland Frasers, the Greta Van Vriels, Cameron Heralds, Annex and Gahl, Max Finn, Ryan Daniel Moran. I mean, we've had some amazing, phenomenal people that have massive influence and a lot of success under their belt on the show. So uh, I, I get them into the room and, and, and I'm asking about their origin story, their fuck ups, their successes, and trying to drill some actionable content out with every single interview. And, and we're pushing like 100 episodes now. And we, yeah, we've just had some absolute monsters on. Oh, well, this is just a, it's about to explode in a much bigger way than you guys can imagine. And it's it's timing, so it's all good. So I would definitely urge you guys to do that. Now, Martin, you are a big it's reader. Like Destiny I am. podcast. I am, yes. You you're a big reader. You have a book, which is the one percent secret as well. My question Indeed. to you is essentially what would be the five books that you would recommend someone like just wherever they are? Actually, no. These are the five books that you recommend to Saxon. For Saxon, I mean, yeah, these, he's struggling not, with not colors now. at the moment. <laughs> not now, but like when he turns 18, you're like, son, here you go. These are the books I recommend to you that have had the biggest impact. I mean, granted, between now and the time he's 18 is a very long ass time. But what I mean yeah, is to say, I've imagine definitely he's 18 today. Yeah. yeah, so, oh, I mean, it's a, it's a great question because I do believe that there's, there's books that are great books as long as it's, it's aligned with where you are on your journey. Right. So there's books. Yeah. So, so impactful books for me over, over time, uh, four hour work week was a phenomenal one. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who say, well, that's fluffy and it's, you're not really going to end up um, just working four hours. Sure. But it's a really, really good one for, for efficiency. Like I said earlier on, I love getting as more out of the same input. Okay. Whatever that input is trying to get more out of it. And I think efficiencies uh, is a key one. And, and there's some great stuff in that book. And that was a phenomenal book for me. And or, or, when I read it, which was a long time ago and on my journey, yep. it made me an incredible Tim Ferriss fan as a result of that. Um, mm. Sapiens is another great book, which I think is really, really useful for understanding kind of where we've come as humans and also understanding some of the things that even in our 2020, you know, maturity, uh, like why, when we have a bar of chocolate, do we have to eat the whole damn thing? Why? Well, it comes, it comes back to what we did as, as a caveman when we found a, a tree full of fruit we would gorge ourselves on all of that fruit in case, and we'd do it there and then in case monkeys came along and cleared the tree of all of that stuff. So we wouldn't um, 
we wouldn't like pace ourselves on that. So Sapiens is a great book. Ready, Fire, Aim, I think is an incredible book for understanding the kind of problems and challenges and the solutions to the different stages of your journey. So six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, and so on. I think that's a phenomenal book. Um, Classics like Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They are great books. Principles by Ray Dalio, I think is is a really, really great book not just for tapping into the, the, the rules of engagement and approach of one of the richest, most successful people on the planet, Ray Dalio, but also I think it helps make some of the intangible things about running, running teams and engaging with your people a little bit more tangible, understanding why, yes, everybody's opinion is absolutely valid and we can learn something from everybody, but understanding that someone that's got 10 years of history learning that subject is probably is probably going to outrank slightly the person that's just picking it up for the first time you know listen to the accountant about your money advice over the 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 intern that has a bank account right it's just about making it a little bit more tangible i think that was a great book i've just i've just got loads i mean i'm consuming atomic habits at the moment i think that's a, a that's a great book yeah i've got through, it right here next to me actually see i'm going through the audible version of it yeah yeah I yeah, yeah audiobooks yeah. I do as well, but sometimes, sometimes just holding a physical book, but I consume book. more in audio. The, the list goes on and on. I also ask this question of my guests on the show, and hopefully by the time this goes out, they will be very prominently listed on the site, an absolute breakdown of every single book recommendation we've had on there. We've had some great ones. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we, I think we might do something very similar to that as well, mm. just like books recommended by guests. We have like three years worth of, like, no, seven years worth of stuff going through with this. So it'll be quite fun. You said three, like a three. No, it's like more like three. seven. We have three and another three and another one with seven. <laughs> yeah, you're just doing the maths for us. Pretty much. That's all we're going to. Uh, show you're working, I have. Okay, mm. so one of my favorite questions on the show is, again, comes down to um, confidence. And we've discussed this before. Confidence is... Confidence can be key to a lot of things, but it's perhaps that kind of drives you. So my question to you is, and why, and I'm only focusing on the confidence because that is something that gets affected by so many people so quickly. Like you can have a really good day. Your confidence is really well. Someone says the wrong thing to you. Confidence is out the window. My question to you is how do you, and you did discuss this with putting on your mental armor, but what is it that you do that keeps your confidence going? And when you're having a bad time with your confidence where you felt like it slipped, how do you regain it? So I would say one thing that applies to me, but applies to every single entrepreneur and the more successful it still applies to them is this this element of self-doubt. You always doubt yourself. It doesn't doesn't matter how much you've achieved. There's still an internal voice that that says, oh, I'm a fraud, I'm a phony or whatever, right? And and so there's certain stuff that you're going to be constantly battling with. And so you just, you just, but just keep putting it out. Are you trying your best? Absolutely. Then then you can't ask it for any more. Just keep putting that value out. In terms of, shaking up so the body armor is a great start for for just just being you know protected another thing that i have a, a, a close awareness of is time since last exercise right and i think that's a big one sometimes we just get pent up and sometimes we just need particularly i think well i was gonna say particularly as men but no it absolutely applies across the board 
we, we just get a bit pent up. We just need to blow off steam. Okay. And some kind of walk, some kind of raising your heartbeat, some kind of something. So definitely having an understanding of that and making sure that you prioritize exercise um, in your life. Idea for me, it's sport. I, I find running so boring and working out in the gym so boring, but, yes. but do it because I have to, I'd rather do it sport though. So that, that's an important one as well. If you're in a place where you, you, you've got the funk and you need to get yourself out the funk, I think there it's also about understanding whether this is where males and females do differ um men are from mars women are from venus and the reloaded book are both great books for this but men what we typically did historically is we would uh retreat we'd retreat back to our cave back to some place of solitude where we can reflect on our thoughts and kind of self-heal that's what men do women want to talk it out women want to talk it out without any kind of solution by the way so when a woman wants to talk something out with you and you're a man i, I ideally don't offer a solution unless they ask i do that all the time yes. and they're like i just want to talk to you and i'm like what's the point it just talking anyway they just want to get it out okay so there's different ways that men and men and women heal um another another good habit is change your temperature so change your location for sure so if you if you're going to exercise exercise out exercise outside get out and about but if you're if you're looking for other ways changing your temperature is a good one so and you can do this when you have cravings as well so if you're if you're feeling bad or say you're craving chocolate okay the, the solution to both of the it, to, to both of these situations is the same change your temperature so if you're feeling grumpy get in and either take a hot shower or a cold shower or a hot shower or a cold bath okay change your temperature see how you feel afterwards um, and likewise if you've got a craving for something do that go through that exercise and see how you feel afterwards um, I didn't mention this, but when I shower the last 30 seconds, really, it's not, it's not very long, but the last little bit of my shower, I try, I don't do it every time, but I try to crank the, the, the from hot to really, really cold. cold. And there's a point where you know that that's coming and it's, it, you feel really brave. You feel really brave that despite the fact that you know something unpleasant is coming, you take it anyway and you take it into the chest, you take it on the back of the head and so on. And it kind of, it just has this, just try it out, folks. It has this weird <laughs> effect. You feel like, wow, I've already conquered something and it's really, really early on in the day and I've already conquered something. But you also feel a little bit different as a result of that cold water hitting you. There's something in your body, kind of a bit tingly, a bit, bit something. Just, just give it a go. But yeah exercise change your temperature talk it out write it out would be the go-to's for for um problem solving or getting over a fun bringing it today he's just bringing it today i try and uh, bring value for you man you more than anybody yeah. else i really really want to bring some value today oh man i really appreciate it you know i i knew you would anyway but i was going to say one of the things that the cold shower that really really gets me still and it is a bit of a fuck up to say the shrinkage the nipples and i get oh god nipples. No, <laughs> it's no, in the nipple <laughs> just nipples the moment it hits my nipples i'm like cold to go gotta get out there you go it's also whenever i do cryotherapy like i'll go into the cryotherapy chamber chamber and like i will not put my hands by my side i'm like nope over the nipples, over the nipples. Keep, keeping that warm <laughs> it's just like the only part of my body that really gets cold um <laughs> like stupidly cold which is funny because like I'm i roar like a lion arms. my wife my wife hears it i'll be like Rawr! when it, when the cold water hits me i don't know why it's just just a goofy thing I do. I think I think Which being is silly is important. Some being kind of silliness in your day is important. Yeah. You have to do it. Otherwise, what point is life, in my opinion? If you're too serious, you're never going to enjoy it. And uh, it's one of the questions we ask. Yeah, one of the Please one of the, my favorite back. quotes from. Yeah, which is, you know, life is like a rocking chair. Sorry, what's it called? There's no point taking life too seriously. You'll never make it out alive. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. 
there's no point. You, you, it's the one guarantee you'll never make it out of this life alive. So enjoy it while you can. Do good, be happy, optimize yourself, and have fun and meet some cool, fun people like Martin. Because that shit happens. But anyway, guys, I'm going to bring this show to a close. Martin, thank you so much for being here today and actually sharing exactly. the value you have. Of course, man. Wouldn't have it any other way. Can't wait to get you back on for a second round because that's going to happen. And uh, guys, please go check out newbrew.com. Order your first order today. I guarantee this much. So this, when I say a guarantee, I'm putting my hands on this thing saying guaranteeing it. Use this thing for 30 days. I'll I say it this way. If you're susceptible seven days, you'll start seeing the difference. 30 days, you'll notice the difference. And here's how you know. Look at your before and after to-do list. So like keep a to-do list on, like, on the left-hand side. Shit I need to do. Right-hand side, shit I completed today. In 30 days, if you don't see more of your shit I need to do being completed over to like shit I completed side of the, of the list, send Martin an email. Send me an email. Fuck, I'll reimburse you. That's how good it is. I'll fucking reimburse you. you take advantage of our guarantee. Yeah, take you advantage know, of the guarantee. No questions asked. Money back. It's all good. Yeah. We don't it's like it. We don't want your money. Yeah. And again, again, uh, this, uh, this is something I do agree with Martin that we actually said when we met in person. Yeah, we don't take money from people if what we do, what we give them doesn't work. We don't want your money. We'd rather sleep easy at night knowing that we did the right thing than, you know, take your money and try and argue with you about it. It's no point. It causes more damage on the longer run anyway. That being said, however, guys, please check it out. Please listen to the Smarts Destiny podcast. There is a crap load of stuff on there. If you want to continue on the silly times that is known as me and Martin's show, start with the show that he and I did and then go from there because you will find so much more value uh, on every episode. It's just insanely good. Anyway, I'll bring this show to a close. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share as always, and have an amazing weekend. I'll see you guys next week.